Aloha and welcome to the Hawaii Shoots podcast called How Do You Shoot That? Today's guest is videographer, actor, and FAA certified drone pilot, Valen Alo. Today we talk about making the best out of bad situations and how being in front of the camera can teach you a lot about operating behind the camera. We talk drones, filming with Neo, and finding work as a freelancer. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you're going to love this episode. So let's go talk story with my buddy Valen. <laughs> What's up? What is up, Valen? Thanks for coming coming on short notice. We've been nope. trying to do this for a little while. Yeah, no problem. I should ask more questions so I can be more prepared. I didn't know what I was going to be talking about. We'll just have a fun little chat. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So why don't you tell us first, um, how long have you been making movies and acting and like been into like media and all of this stuff? I started acting. I was more in front of the camera growing up, um, age seven, I think. Um, my mom put me in some Alamoana audition thing that was open to the public, and I got picked up. I got chosen, so I did an Alamoana commercial, and then um, signed up with a, an agency, ADR, and I'm so loyal. I, I've been with them ever since, so over like what couple couple decades now. So Alamoana <laughs> is is one of our largest shopping malls here in Hawaii. Yeah. So you yeah. started off doing your acting yeah. career, doing a Christmas commercial for Alamoana, me as a little kid, and then I, I felt like I was always uh, in extracurricular stuff, uh, Honolulu Boy Choir. Um, then I started dancing hula professionally, won Master Keiki Hula, uh, 1996, and uh, throughout. You know, throughout that whole time, I would audition and do commercials here and there. And, um, yeah. And it was only about five years ago, I kind of got behind the camera and started doing stuff. And it was just pure right place at the right time. Um, Started producing first. And then, you know, as a producer, like, all your work is basically done before the day of, and you're just kind of chilling and letting the wheels run. So I figure, like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to help out more. So I picked up a camera and started learning from my friends, then started editing. I ended up downloading the wrong software that my friends were using, but at that time, like, $400 was so much money to me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with it and run with it. So... I ended up uh, going to the University of YouTube and just watching a bunch of YouTube videos on how to edit and, you know, navigate around and a lot of trial and error. Very cool. Um, I mean, YouTube's got a lot of information out there now, a lot of good information, a lot of bad information. Yeah, <laughs> um, very true. But uh, you, you learned kind of the scrappy, like build it yourself kind of kind of methodology. What was that like for you? It was good. I, I think I was just blessed with like the right people in my life that were really skilled at what they do. And they went to film school and they love cameras. They love technology. And also like with my friends, they love to teach. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of like talented people, but not everyone's a good teacher or even want to like share the mana'o with, you know, other people and stuff. They, a lot of people, like I feel like they're private or they don't want to give too much away. But yeah, I was just like surrounded by the right people that were just like pouring in, you know, their energy. And then in return, you know, like when I started doing more things on my own and getting my own projects, um, you know, I would just hire my friends. 
Very cool. Um, so let's get back to this acting thing. Oh, um, boy. Okay. Are you still acting? Um, yeah. I mean, I still audition. I feel like as an actor, auditions are your job. And when you book a role, that's your bonus. Um, a lot of rejection in the field of acting. And I think, you know, with the right mentality or the way you look at things can definitely, like, make you pull through those those ups and downs, ups and downs. Yeah, and I feel like acting has taken a, a, an interesting detour. I mean, mm-hmm. with, with YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, people are becoming quasi-actors Yeah, um, without necessarily, true. like, becoming actors um, in a traditional sense. Um, what, yeah. do, what do you feel like YouTube and, and all of these social platforms have done for the acting space? There's a lot of bad acting out there. But then I feel like the people that are on YouTube or watch Snapchat, like they just want that quick fix of escaping their reality. So any content, you know, is, is, you know, they'll just eat it up. And so you don't really have to be a good actor or anything like that or really produce great content. I mean, it does help and, you know, it, it does put you in another level, but it's it it really even the playing field for anyone to you know do something there's i feel like there's a niche for every everything out there and youtube is like the best way to access those you know so with with all of these social media um, access points for you as an actor has it also changed the way that you view your own craft yes because where I feel like I could utilize social media more to put out my own content in acting. And, you know, I have, you know, I realize I have a bunch of equipment and I have a lot of talented friends that are actors. And, you know, it's just um, that step of me finding the time and time management to, like, create, you know, my own content and put it out there. So that's one of my goals for 2019 to start, you know, really getting back into it because, you know, people can go on audition and audition and, you know, not fit the part. But this platform, you know, you can create your own stuff. And, you know, especially if you have, like, good content, then, you know, it's, it's always a plus. So my buddy Mauna over here has, has, like, kept pushing me and pushing me to, to get to, like, a community college mm. uh, and take some classes in acting, whether it's, you know, to, to help my stage presence, like whether I'm giving a talk or, or even trying to do right. some vlog kind of things. Part of it is also just breaking outside of my own comfort zone and outside of like how I think I want to project myself. But I really see. just abandoning, I think, some of my my personal inhibitions. Because you, you got to be able to act like a dog on, on an instant or act right. like a, a tourist or whatever it is, right? right You're playing right, a new right. role. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know how to do that, but <laughs> how, how like how, how has that helped you even even in your filmmaking career? Knowing, um, knowing it from the other side of the the glass. Yeah, um, when I work with uh, models or other actors and I'm directing them, um, I feel like I know how to talk to them in a way where it makes them feel comfortable and kind of really understand what's going on here. Um, so definitely coming from in front of the camera helped with directing and just interacting with you know uh, I have some friends that they have so much knowledge about camera camera angles and all that kind of stuff they can talk for days about it 
but when it comes to directing, you know, this it just doesn't like connect with some actors or whoever they're working with. Yeah, I feel like I have a good understanding of both sides now. If there's somebody that wants to get into um, on-screen performance of any type, whether it's for their own platform or to get in on a TV screen, mm-hmm. what do you think is a good a good stepping stone, a good place to start for for kids or for even adults? Um, I would sign up. There, you know, there's TV shows that are filming every day here, Hawaii Five O, and the, the new Magnum, and they're always looking for background artists. And what what background people do is basically fill the screen. You you may not be on, like you probably won't see yourself. You're like a blur of a blur in the background. But those things are really good to get a, you know, you just to go there and then observe like how the production is running. And then also you're right there next to the actors uh, that are doing their lines or doing the scene. And I think... You know, it's such a good thing to get into background stuff just to, like, get that understanding and knowledge of, you know, what it takes to be, you know, the main actor or the guest star. And and you get paid, too. So, like, that's a plus. You get paid to learn, you know, and then maybe see yourself on TV. And then I always encourage people to go. I I took this acting uh, school, Scott Rogers. He's an acting studio. When I started... uh, or when I came back to Hawaii, I started uh, going to him. That taught me um, some skills on uh, different techniques, Meisner techniques, um, and then how to uh, how to prep for an audition, how to break down a script. You know the difference between the the shots that they're given, like a tight shot, a medium, and the the way your facial expressions change between the shots. You know and sometimes uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of his training is like on camera acting so which is different than stage acting yeah, it's good to know that there's some readily available acting classes mm-hmm. here in Hawaii they sound they sound scary to me uh, it you know it is but when you're in the environment that when everyone's kind of in the same boat and everyone wants to learn I think it's very productive you know like it, it's kind of easy to break down that barrier you know, when you understand, like, everyone's here for the same reason. Everyone's feeling the same thing right now. Like, everyone's scared yeah. to get up there and put yourself up. Because it is, you know, it's it's very liberating, I think, too. Like, when you can break that barrier mm-hmm. of, you know, self-expression and do, like, a public speaking or a monologue in front of people. It's, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've also heard that it just builds natural, like, confidence mm-hmm. in you. Because you, you kind of know who you are and, and you're able to... Even put on a show if you need to out in public or yeah, whatever that is. Very true. Um, I think it it was a little easier for me because I was I've been performing in front of people for for you know since I was a kid, and then uh, I got into the drama ministry at New Hope Oahu, and was actively you know performing you know almost every weekend. And then like even our Christmas you know our Christmas stuff where like 15,000 people but what's funny is like I can perform in front of a lot of people but when it comes to like those little classes and just a few uh, I get a, I still I still get a little nervous but um, interesting. yeah yeah it is interesting <laughs> uh, 
a lot more critical eyes. Maybe. Give you feedback. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Crazy. I feel like if you're, if you're trying to get into acting, if you're trying to get into production, if you're trying to get into to anything that's creative, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of like just repetition. Yeah. Tell me, tell me your, your process, how you got started and, and some of those repetitive patterns that you've built in your, your career. Uh, f- for acting or? Um, for anything. For yeah, like w- what are maybe some of the steps that you've taken um, in each one of these creative spaces to build uh, into your craft, whether it's like taking 10 minutes a day to start with this and then you get into this or whatever it right, is. Right, right, right. So before, I think it was just getting to the motion for, for shooting-wise, just shooting anything Anything that anyone that gave me a chance, I, I took it and I filmed it. Doesn't mean it was great at the first started, but once you start like uh, filming everything, you kind of understand who yourself is, and then you kind of get like you can narrow down what you like to film, you know, because there's so much different things out there that that's that would uh, need film but not necessarily you have a passion for that. You have a passion for film, but narrowly you have a passion to tell a certain story. Like, you know, like I have friends that just like weddings. I have friends that just like doing concerts and events, you know? So uh, I have friends that weirdly, they love to do corporate interviews. And I'm like, that's so boring. So, but at first when I got into it, I was just filming everything. And then um, when I kind of honed in on my skills and, you know, just being behind the camera and practicing that um, constantly, that helps, you know, um, you can clean up your shots, you learn different compositions, and then when you watch your friends. um, So I always made it a go to just take every opportunity as much as possible. You know, some were paid, some were not, you know, some, I think uh, at first I, I was just doing it for fun um, because I didn't think like I would make money or I could make money. I think just actively getting out there when you first start and just figuring out what you like. And then if, you know, this is the career for you um, and it's your passion, like it's such a good um you know, a good thing to just go after stuff that you like to do, that you feel comfortable. So you've been doing this for five years now. Have you figured out what you like? I like concerts and event recaps uh, mixed in with a little, like, almost like documentary style uh, vlogging. Like, I, I did this one thing with Neil in the Caribbean. And um, basically, I just followed him around while he did all these different activities, like jet skiing and stuff. And then he performed. So I got a bunch of, you know, those things of having fun and then his performance and then the overall concert, you know, vibe. Um, and I, I think that was one of my favorite, like, little pieces to put together, you know, like something behind the scenes you know, it feels like behind the scenes in a personal life and then what, like, the audience would would see. So I think those types of things is, like, up there. Second is uh, is weddings. I'm just, like, a hopeless romantic like that, so I just love weddings and I love the vibes that it brings. And um, I have other people that love to edit weddings. So, like, when you can find people of likeness, you know, when you work together, it's just magic. 
very cool. Yeah. And and working together um, is, is a really big part of starting in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. You have to work with other people, whether you're a second shooter for uh, another team or, or you're bringing on an editor or something yep. to help you. Um, wh- what has that been like for you in, in both finding talent but also finding work for, for cal- collaborations? So far, it's it's been pretty easy um, or at least consistent enough to pay the bills for <laughs> for me and some other friends. And I think that comes down to with like, you know, just your network of people. You know, I haven't really done any like marketing or cold calling. Um, a lot of it is just referrals from, uh, you know, Instagram or friends of friends that, you know, they think, oh, yeah, I know a phone guy or I know a drone person. Um, but I feel like you should always collaborate with people as much as you can. You should collaborate with people if it builds you. Because I used to say, I used to be like a yes man to everything. And, you know, I I was always helping out others, but then I wasn't helping out myself and I would just drain myself out. So collaborating with the right people, I think, you know, is good. Because sometimes when you have a scale, everyone wants it. Um, and not necessarily will help you or benefit you in a way. So I think finding the happy medium between the two. Um, but collaboration is, is amazing because, one, you get to see their creative side and maybe learn, you know, I, I'm always learning something. Every, every, every shoot, I'm learning something different. So, um, yeah, I think it's super beneficial. And I think, like, uh, Instagram is a great place to meet other creatives. Uh, locally has instagram been a big creative driver for you aesthetically but also um i mean you you've you've seen some growth on your own platform with instagram and has that brought you a lot of work i think it has it has brought me a good amount of work um because when i start working with people then a lot of the times instead of like oh what's your business card they go oh what's your instagram so when I will work with someone one time or just meet someone, you know, they'll will exchange Instagrams. And then when they start following me, they see what I do. And then, like, you know, maybe they didn't have uh, a need for, you know, video at the time we met. But they, they you know, constantly see you doing stuff. And then, you know, that maybe spark an idea for them. So a lot of the people that hit me up in Instagram, they they already seen a video that they like, and they kind of want to recreate something like that for their brand. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so tra- trailing off of that, I mean, I've I've gotten a lot of people. This this may take a weird turn. I, I've had requests come in through Instagram for mm-hmm. shoots that I either want to do or don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I don't want to do because right. they're not within the wheelhouse of what B Rad Studio produces. Ah, I see. It's not the type of work that we typically are are trying to invest in mm-hmm. um, time wise or energy wise, so it's it's a different kind of platform mm-hmm. for us, and we see it more as a portfolio of work or experiences or behind the scenes of what's happening here at the studio. But I feel like your Instagram is a little bit different than than what we're building. Um, um, yeah, I mean, because it's also like my personal Instagram. I mean, I try and keep it like film or drone related as much as possible 
I mean, I give I give advice on like how aesthetics should look like, you know, to build your brand. And I don't take any of my advice. I got a bunch of followers because I ended up in a lot of like famous people's stories or I got tagged in some stuff. Like I did a couple of K-pop um, music videos that went viral. And um, yeah, I got a lot of crazy fans from that. Some people that follow me are like into marketing and they have that buying power of like, you know, hiring and stuff. So, you know, you could have a gazillion followers, but if it's not, you know, the right followers that can bring you business, then, you know, I would rather have like just a few followers, but they all are able to call the shots for their business, you know, and then use my services. But yeah, yeah, my Instagram is like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And they say that you really only need a thousand faithful. Fa- you only need a thousand faithful followers. Yes, I've heard that before, and and it's it's true. I mean, you, you don't need a hundred thousand or a hundred million people to to like your brand if they mm-hmm. can't buy your product. If mm-hmm. if you're building this as a as a marketing tool for your business, mm-hmm. and so having the right people um, connect with you and your company and and what you do, I think is even more valuable to us than having tons of people who right. who don't believe in what we believe or are trying to do what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, like a couple, couple of strategies that I did was like if if you see something that's not done, I, I try and be the first one to put it out there so that it may spark an idea for someone else. Like um, the my most recent thing was like these drone hyperlapses you know and i kind of just put a bunch together and you know like just i put it out there it's like hey look like you know you could have these clips you know like i don't really see much businesses using this for their websites so who wants in you know what i mean like giving um you know creating stuff that it that's you know different and just putting it out there and you know kind of it's kind of like fishing mm-hmm. you know see if people take the bait and uh yeah i think that that worked in a couple instances for like real estate and then a couple music videos they like you know they use some of those clips so so do you have any like business goals like clients you want to work with or projects you want to do like what's yeah one of my business goals and i it's it's kind of close i always wanted to take like the drone side to like the movie level um, so I, I have the end on couple like projects or I mean, well, couple companies that they're trying to like start another drone team because I guess they're just like so busy. Um, so that's an opportunity I think we're going to try and like meet and, uh, try and go for in 2019. Very cool. It's pricey, man. Those drones aren't, aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean... With with drone operation mm-hmm. comes a lot of liability mm-hmm. because it's it's a it's a potentially very dangerous hobby. Yeah, if, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing, um, <laughs> yeah. and and we we've seen people in and around Hawaii around the country that have gotten into problems mm-hmm. either with the FAA or with you know government because they're flying in spaces they shouldn't be and right. there's fines and um, have you had to struggle through any of that in your career um yeah i had to 
when I got into drones, it kind of came really natural to me because what I realize now, um, I used to play a lot of uh, Halo back in uh, college, like tournaments and stuff. So uh, my my control skills and hand-eye coordination was, you know, pretty fine. Uh, fine-tuned by the time I picked up a drone is very similar and then once you uh, get the camera involved oh yeah it was very similar to like playing Halo flying the Banshee or something um, and uh, one of my early goals was I actually still have this business name I think registered uh, Dronus Brothers <laughs> back when the Jonas Brothers were popular I had this uh, really cool idea where I thought it was cool where I would have a team of drone pilots that I can just send out on projects. Um, that kind of backfired like really quick because not everyone, everyone was getting drones, but like not everyone was good at flying it. Like the problem for my friends is they kept crashing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really like send them on jobs if they you know if they don't have a working drone um, others where I did send people on some jobs um, brought me back really bad you know angles of drones and I, I thought I thought that was kind of like composition was kind of common sense in in a way but no, I, that's something that you need to be taught or, you know, just see often. Um, because, yeah, I, I remember I had to, like, redo a real estate video because the drone angles was just weird. It was just not pleasing. I was like, this is a beautiful house. How did you not make this, like, nice? Like, why did you do this? And so I realized quick, like, for for that business – you know, you just have to like either train people, focus some time and just start training people. And yeah, it is a craft. Yeah, droning is definitely a, a craft that, you know, some people got it. Some people don't It would take longer, you know, longer for people to like really get it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hand a camera to to a friend who, who I've never seen operate you know, and mm -hmm. expect them to do something well. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's client driven. Um, so now we're adding this helicopter or this, you know, this drone aspect to mm -hmm. cinematography. And that's, that's really it's what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. cinematography just above mm -hmm. and, and remotely um, operated. So if you don't have a cinematography background or an eye for, for art. Taking the drone to the next level was always, you know, has always been my goal. But now it's, like, to the next level of, like, actual, like, movie productions. I think that's uh, one of the, you know, I want to get that set up in 2019 or start, you know, um, you know, setting up deadlines and, like, figuring out, like, a, a good game plan to get to that point. Um, I also took over a, a wedding videography company called Crane Media Productions um, from my good friend James Chun. Uh, we knew, I mean, he knew me since I was like 12 or 11, like I was a runt. And then we acted together uh, at New Hope. So he played my dad in a bunch of things <laughs> over at New Hope. But um, yeah, he kind of got got out of video like a couple years ago and started doing officiating. So he's been officiating weddings. And um, 
I think he was just looking out for me and was like, you know, you're gone most of the year. And you're going to try to start a family. Like, you should try and think of, you know, only finding work in Oahu. So he kind of told me, like, you know, he still gets inquiries from Cray Media because of his great search engine optimization that he, you know, he's been in the game for, like, 20-something years, I think. Um, so I kind of took over that role uh, handling all the videography for those weddings. So uh, that's another 2019 goal is to um, get the website fully updated and revamped um, and then start setting up meetings with um, all the hotels that Crane is associated with as like uh, the recommended vendors and stuff. I think they have like a preferred vendor list on some of these hotels. So Crane's a part of them, but you know, they don't know me yet. They know James, so uh, I've been taking some steps to, like, reaching out to them and kind of introducing myself and explaining what's going on and and uh, trying to set up meetings with them to understand, like, what they expect from us and whatnot. So so we've seen you. You've, you've jumped around uh, through this industry in, in a bunch of different ways. Have you found, like, a favorite part of the discipline like that you love do you love just shooting do you love directing I really love to drone like on a lot of the projects that um I'm the producer on I I still like assign myself to do you know take care of the drone parts um I also like no droning is my favorite definitely because mm. I also like to cast people in pride I, I like that little challenge of finding the right person to fit the or it i mean it gives me a headache but for some reason i just like that like mm -hmm. that pressure of like oh yeah you gotta find you know we need this type of person you know that's available <laughs> yeah. and that the availability in hawaii is is always like a tough one too because <laughs> everyone has like multiple jobs and whatnot so yeah, casting in general in Hawaii is hard because, I mean, we live on an island with just limited, yeah, uh, talented people. Mm -hmm. uh, so bringing the same people into every single casting session, just you don't want to necessarily see the same faces <laughs> in multiple true. ads, right? Yeah. Um, so that it's, it's a difficult part of the process is mm -hmm. finding talent. Um, so, yeah, I like that challenge, but I don't think I would dive into it head on like i i want to with drone stuff mm. yeah but if i can just keep producing and droning then that's pretty cool because as a producer i can just bring on my friends to work with so working with friends you know and meeting new people uh that they recommend and stuff is is always great yeah cool and and where do you want to take uh crane media I wanna. I think James did a great job establishing the name, so I just don't want to mess it up. <laughs> um, I mix well with people, um, so I think you know. I just gotta meet meet these vendors so they know who I am. And and are you gonna expand on the wedding side of things, or more on the uh, tourism side? No, uh, well, a lot of his clients are all destination weddings because um, a lot of people not from this island, they'll just Google like wedding videographer. And I think it's it's still like highly ranked. So, you know, they're probably just going down the list 
hitting up, you know, the top five or whatever, and then seeing, you know, who gives them the best deal or, you know, like what they like. So, hmm. I mean, if I'm going to dive into this, I want to know the community, you know what I mean? So what, what do you think has been one of the hardest or most challenging aspects of starting your own business and building your own clientele and getting started here? I think I was just really fortunate on already having like a established network in Hawaii. Uh, I think just by going to Kamehameha and um, New Hope and promoting like club events and all that kind of stuff, it was pretty easy to kind of find work that way. And I think, you know, not everyone's like that. I think, you know, you just need to have good skill and good communication skills with others and work well with others and just kind of get out and start, like like I said, collaborating, you know. Like if you start collaborating with people, you build your network, you know. And if you guys vibe well together, you know, definitely they're going to want to work with you again. And so what's what's uh, what's next for you? Uh, this weekend is Hulling the Marathon. So if you've ever seen like a video ad or um, actually, yeah, just video ads on social media with Hulling the Marathon or their half. Uh, I think they're promoting the Hapalua mar- uh, half a marathon already. So I think those ads are running. So I do other marketing videos for that for the past like uh, two or three years, I think. Yeah. Very cool. So that's this weekend. It's a big weekend. Yeah, I mean, a big part of this podcast is is helping people understand that this is a gigantic industry. Yeah, that has so many different um, aspects to it, um, and with that, helping others along their journey, whether mm-hmm. they're just getting started or have been continuing in their career for the last twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, bringing some information, bringing opportunities, whatever that is. That's that's the goal of this podcast and I think we've talked about you know a ton of different opportunities yeah. just in the video space we have acting we have directing we have producing uh, pre-production and it seems like every industry right now needs video components for their marketing I totally believe that and like some people were like don't tell them what you know because that's just creating like you're kind of fueling like, your compet- competition yeah yeah right? you're like creating competitors but it I feel like there's so much work and if if I can get other people on that level Mm -hmm. like we can work together we don't have to be I mean like they can do their own thing but I feel like there's so much work you know I feel like video is now like really big necessity for a lot of people's you know sure uh just society is we're so visually stimulated now Mm -hmm. you know and and everything we want immediately you know so a nice cool video with a call to action is like what people what people want. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the primary marketing necessities for any business, whether large or small, mm-hmm. to have some kind of video component to your marketing strategy. And so it's it's a great time to jump into video or just the creative industry as a whole. Yeah. I just wanna scale up my business so that I, I don't have to wear many hats and I can just wear one or two. Like that's so uh, that's that's my goal eventually. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got to get this in because everybody always wants to know if you have one backpack, what do you put in your backpack? What's your primary go-to gear that you always have on every shoot? <laughs> um, my 
Sony A7S II. Um, I, I have this really good backpack, this in-case backpack. Um, and I was able to fit my Sony A7S II with a 24-70 G Master Sony lens. Uh, my Ronin S, uh, extra batteries, uh, external battery charger or external phone charger, um, my laptop, and my I think it's a 50 Zeiss, 50 millimeter Zeiss lens. I love that one. And my SLR Magic 35 Prime. Um, gum. Uh, almonds. <laughs> uh, what else can I fit in there? My wallet, uh, keys, cell phone. Um, yeah. As far oh, and my and my uh, Mavic Mavic Two. Yeah, that all fit in that backpack, and some extra clothes. <laughs> I was really stoked, and that's pretty awesome. you know what? That's my go-to backpack. Okay, so we have yeah. the A7S II, mm-hmm. 24 to 70 G Master, 50, 50 or is it 55? The 55. I think it's 55. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the the 35, 35 um, yeah. SLR Magic. Yeah, you can do a lot of damage with that kit right there. Right. Um, no, I do. No yeah. wides. No telephotos in there. No 16 to 35 or. No. Um, just because I don't, I didn't buy those yet. <laughs> I do have a 16 to 35, um, but I normally I don't use that anymore. I really like the 204070. Uh, I think it's f 2.8. Yeah. Um, I think the Zeiss one, the 16 to 35 I have is the f 4. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. I might get the 16 to 35 G Master. That lens is huge, though. Yeah. It's a lot of glass it's in there. a big boy, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Um, I think cool. that about wraps it up. Yeah? That uh, was a podcast? That was that was it. Huh. It wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. I right? only sweated a little. <laughs> only a little bit. It's <laughs> because you just came from your workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any other things that uh, that you've either got questions about or anything, uh, anything last that you would want to share with anybody else? I think one thing I need to work on is like uh, finding a balance between business as an entrepreneur and then like taking care of myself, per- you know, my personal life. Um, I think when I got into this, I was focused so much on my business that I, you know, really wasn't focusing on my health and it was affecting like, you know, my relationships and my work. So, um, yeah, I think finding a good balance between your taking care of yourself. Um, I, I just think you have to focus on self-love first and then, you know, focusing your energies on others, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I'm learning. <laughs> yep. As we get older, the body gets a little bit more fragile. Yeah, once you once I hit 30, I don't know, man. <laughs> Things just, like, changed so much. <laughs> For sure, can't go off. I only heard rumors, but yeah. once I was there, I was like, "That won't happen." To oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It gets it gets worse as you get closer yeah. to forty. <laughs> Crazy. Well, um, yeah. so, what are some of the things that you're doing um, now to take care of your health? Um, 
so I I stop I I cook at home more, um, and uh, I shop at Whole Foods now because like you get extra points if you use your Amazon card. So like five percent back. Yeah. So like in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's a little more expensive than like other places, but you know, you get that you know extra points. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna invest in that. So I've been eating pretty clean um and then i was i'm i'm an emotional eater like growing up that's what i learned in living in hawaii um so i changed my mentality on eating for nutrition instead of eating my feelings away you know i would eat when i'm happy eat when i'm sad but now uh, i focused on like you know eating for you know just for fuel basically you know um, and then uh, I've been doing like intermittent fasting for about a month and a half. Uh, I feel great. I found a, a, a eight hour window that fits my schedule um, that I can eat in, and uh, yeah, just you know. And I realize like I save so much more money, you know, if I cook at home. So that's good. <laughs> that's cool. And you've been working out? Uh, yeah, almost. I think like almost every day. I think maybe one day I, I I just chill, but um, yeah, if I'm not lifting something, uh, I'm like walking and running the Alawai or like Ala Moana, uh, cause I live super close, so yeah, it's good. And then instead of listening to music, I listen to like self help <laughs> audio books and stuff. So yeah, it's cool. Just uh, staying positive, focusing on my health and wellness and uh yeah that's awesome uh, it's definitely one of the places we need to invest in a lot more of i could definitely use all of those tips myself <laughs> but sweet thanks for thanks for being a part of this podcast yeah this man awesome. thanks for having me this is fun it is always awesome hearing about the journeys of other local filmmakers and valen has definitely had a fun one be sure to follow his adventures on instagram at valen Alo. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts for more of these awesome stories. And follow along on social, at Hawaii Shoots on Facebook and Twitter, and at Hawaii underscore Shoots on Instagram. And we'll catch you on the next one. Aloha.